Hello, my name is D. White. My name's Morgan. And my name's Jalen. And you're listening to the Trademark Productions 301 The Redirect Podcast. 301 The Redirect. <laughs> 301 Redirect. Morgan and Jay in the house. Welcome back. Excelente. Jay, lots of cool stuff happening in this icy yes. sheet of ice that we call Detroit. Yeah, God, horrible yeah. weather. Little people don't have school for days on ends mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. midwinter break coming up, mm-hmm. which I would think that would affect the I usage. I would hope so. It'll affect what? Their days. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I was going more down the road that I think, I wonder what that's going to affect the usage of, well, when you talk about like middle school, or elementary um, usage of apps, usage of YouTube on mm-hmm. mobile devices and oh, tablets, yeah. and how mm-hmm. that is swayed and what advertisers are utilizing to uh, pay attention to those aspects. Also, mm. lots of parents, they have to make um, some type of accommodations to take care right. of these little people mm-hmm. and keep them busy. So are they on the prowl doing searches? So small business geospecific searching campaigns having good optimization for your business the types of things that are going on it's really i would think it's time now to start to initiate some campaigns if you are like an airtime you're a bounce house Mm -hmm. you're an internal like science or stem type of a getaway Mm -hmm. little place yep the michigan science center yeah Yeah. would be one good one yeah there we go henry ford museum Mm -hmm. all those aspects Mm -hmm. detroit science center the historical museum Mm -hmm. dia right yeah you would want to have some campaigns specific to parents and to younger people and how easy it is for them to go down there and pricing and Mm -hmm. when they're open and Mm -hmm. that they welcome because they want to have these people in here so these are the things i think we forget about continuously of how to react when there's weather when there are school closings, when there are time off for different things, holidays, we have to be reactive in that. And you can do that in paid search, and you can do that basically on-site too with SEO mm-hmm. and have relevancy for it. There's a company that actually does reactionary marketing really well. Uh, so like whenever there's a snowstorm outside, it's Grubhub. They always send oh, me an yeah. email saying, too cold to go outside, Grubhub delivers. And they always get me with it too because I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It is too cold to go outside. Why don't you just bring me my Taco Bell? That's mm-hmm. their new thing is they're delivering Taco Bell They're now. delivering Taco Bell. Yeah. Oh yeah. my um, gosh. I've seen some traditional media <laughs> ads for that uh, as well as uh, digital as well. But yeah, they always do a really good job of marketing to you dependent on weather, dependent on, um, you know, payday. Mm -hmm. I'll get some that are like, it's payday. Treat yourself. That's creepy. Yeah. That's kind of creepy. But I know Netflix does the same thing. They might send notifications if you have the app downloaded on your phone. And they say like Netflix and chill or it's a cold day Mm -hmm. or something to the fact that if you add a um, title to your list, they'll send you a notification saying, hey, you added it to your list, but you haven't watched it yet. Mm -hmm. So. Or you may like. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that one too. Based on your recent viewing history, you mm-hmm. may like this new deal, this new movie we got going out. So that's great. Suggestive types of offerings based off of search, based off of cookies, accounts, user preferences. You're really curating an experience trying to um, guide someone down a path for conversions, which is awesome because mm-hmm. you have multiple touch points. Once someone has downloaded an app or has visited your site and hit a cookie, um, you have multiple touch points to reinforce that brand and keep it in front of that person's face. And in this day and age, that's pretty important because we are inundated yes. on a daily basis, oh, yeah. whether mm-hmm. through our own means or through alternative means. And it's almost overwhelming in a lot of ways. So it how is. do you stand out yeah. in the fuzz of it all? 
I guess you gotta really pump it high full force with that really dirty 5G, right? Should we talk about some 5G stuff that's going on as well? Yeah, so there've been, there's a really big push for 5G right now, but there's been some controversy about it. So uh, More than controversy. Yeah, but uh, recently Sprint filed a federal lawsuit against AT&T for using 5GE in its marketing when 5GE is not yet available with AT&T, but they're showing that it is in their marketing. So they could get into a lot of trouble with the FTC because they're using the 5GE logo and trying to... What is the difference between the E and just the G? I honestly, I think it's just a marketing gimmick, but it's the fact that they're marketing something that they don't have available and that they don't know yet exactly what it's going to be. It is a bandwagon. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's also pretty powerful as far as in the microwaves or what it gives off. I know there's a mm-hmm. lot of controversy about those where they're going up in communities mm-hmm. and the amount of energy they're emitting in the air. And there's back and forth, flip and, flip and flowing. But we've had customers that have been a part of that um, and using it in a positive sense because they've created private, powerful networks that are specific for law enforcement and emergency services. Mm-hmm. And so that they have quick responder right. types of uh, availability. Mm-hmm. And strength and signals. And I would assume that would have been really important also in California during the wildfires and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things being yeah. sketchy out there. And plus you have the immersive people that are flooding the networks. But the individual networks also throttle that back on users based off of their packages and other things. Oh, so yeah. they can do that and data, data throttle those mm-hmm. things back. Right. Yeah. Uh, there was some more controversy about the 5G network in Europe, actually. So we covered this story a few podcasts back about the Chinese technology giant Huawei uh, and how they are trying to build an infrastructure for free in, uh, I believe it's the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're offering it for free. But as we all know, when something's free, there's always a catch. And exactly. here what they're thinking is that they're using this infrastructure that they're building to gain data and um, basically spy on people in Europe that want to use the network. So you can get this awesome 5G service. However, you're going to be spied on by the Chinese government. And what they do with your data is yet to yet to be known. Exactly. And even though they're promoting this 5G network, it's still almost not available until about two years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, so their AT&T is doing this big push, letting their customers know that, yes, you can get 5G as a network. And they're replacing that with the LTE that you see in your top left-hand corner of your phone. Um, but it's just not available. And even mm-hmm. their uh, marketing rep, talked about how they know it's not available yet, but they've been making big pushes to their customer base about it's available, Mm -hmm. that it's available. So I pretty much think that is false advertisement at this point, because Mm -hmm. if you know it's not available and you're making a push to your audience and they can't get it, that isn't great marketing. It's not great thinking either. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I also think that it's wrong, but I can see how they would believe that they're marketing it in the sense that they're showing their customers that when 5G does become available, we're going to be able to handle it. Like, True. we're going to be ready. Um, even though no 5G smartphone has yet to be released anywhere right. from any company in any country. Um, but I think AT&T, what they're doing is shady, but I think the way they're going to try to spin it is say, no, 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 we're just telling our customers that we're ready for 5g and that um when it does come out you should stick with us right but we live in an instant society so i feel like them oh, yeah. promoting this is people wanting to go to the store and saying mm-hmm. hey like i saw the commercial where's the phone yeah and if they don't get that then they're going to feel 
slighted or just you know yeah yeah so basically i just feel like the ads probably just need to come down for the Mm -hmm. time being until they really figure out a timeline yeah well, sure. I think they're also trying to flood the market with the term and get more mentions that are happening out there. Mm-hmm. And you start to create a sentiment over a longer period of time. Look at how the public's reacting. Look at the conversations and the associated phrases that are happening in those hashtags and searches and keyword phrase searches. Mm-hmm. Um, how there's relevancy for it. And then look at that sentiment and try to like build your campaigns around mm-hmm. that of mm-hmm. how you need to answer, produce content to then become relevant for those types of things. And it, it could even be negative terms. I mean, we've done campaigns like that where you're basing negative types of phrases and terms that are being searched, but then spinning it to make it that it's negative, it's false, it's not correct. And essentially, this is what needs to be good about it. So I don't know about the whole 5G thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think what we can take away from this is that people want 5G. Yeah. They want speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of want to see how fast it's supposed to be because they said it's between 100 to 200 times faster than 4G. Which is crazy. Which it's probably, sounds pretty fast. Yeah, it's going to be near fiber optic speeds, yeah. but over you know wireless connection, which mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. So there was some talk that was happening last month. I know this came up back in the fall, but essentially there's been talk at certain security conferences. And because it's kind of impactful, essentially stating that Google is talking about eliminating URLs. Mm-hmm. And that kind of hit some mainstream in regards to it. It came out of really different security aspects. Wired covered it pretty well, but takes its first steps towards killing the URL. And I think it's kind of, um, they're basically talking about in, in reference to like fraud that's sprung up around unintelligible URLs mm-hmm. and what those essentially mean. So I think a lot of people have been exposed to phishing mm-hmm. or getting emails randomly sent to you and they're coming from weird domains and they look like there's something else, but they're not. Or from the Nigerian prince. Yes, many people down there in Nigeria, mm-hmm. all places of the world that's left you money. Um, but it seems like Google and Chrome's team are trying to figure out how to detect URLs that deviate from a standard practice. Mm -hmm. So there's an open source tool called Trick URI um, that basically allows developers to check the software, um, that their software is displaying URLs accurately and consistency, uh, consistently. (laughs) Um, Basically that you're not showing them to users differently in different situations. And I guess they're looking to create also warnings for Chrome users on how to identify some of those things too. So again, trying to make the web a more secure place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and increase the user experience overall because the scammers and all the spam and everything else, they always try to find ways to change that around and move that pretty quickly. So interesting take on it, but the URL is not going to go away. Your no. domain names mm-hmm. are not going to be going mm-hmm. away. It's essentially when you get those long, really sticky URLs and what that really means and where you know that you're doing something. So I thought that was kind of uh, relevant, cool, interesting news. Mm-hmm. You know, another interesting thing that came out as well is Search Engine Journal had um, did a study, or actually it was a recent report that I can't get cited for where it is, but essentially that 70% of consumers feel and uh, agree that a website's loading time affects their willingness to buy. Oh, definitely. So if you go back yeah. to the aspect of speed being an influence upon mm-hmm. conversion, Mm-hmm. that's more validation towards it. And it's really important that people run, uh, there's so many free tools out there. GT Metrics is a big one to utilize, but run your website through there and look at the response time. You could do a simple hosting move. Um, GoDaddy's great for a lot of things, and probably their cheap hosting is not one of them. 
Um, it's plentiful, but if you're getting uh, 10 visits a week, then you're going to go. But if you're getting a couple thousand, you probably are going to have some issues in serving up your web page. Um, so hosting is going to be a big deal. And then the code on your site and how much crap you have and optimization images mm-hmm. and everything else. But I mean, bottom line, it comes down to speed is going to help people <laughs> do stuff at your site. Not only Google really wants right. to see that a site is fast as well. Mm-hmm. And that's going to influence your ranking. So yeah. we actually have a blog post coming out about this topic pretty soon. Ooh. So that was actually cited from Unbounce, and they actually based their responses on 750 consumers and f- almost 400 marketers. But that's a pretty huge deal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 73% of marketers improving page be either somewhat urgent or very urgent uh, as a tactic that they need to do for c- uh, bettering conversion on a site, mm-hmm. which I think is huge. Yeah. yeah. Around 47% of consumers expect a web page to load in two seconds or less. And 40% of people will abandon a website if it takes more than three seconds. So you really got to get those page speeds down mm-hmm. if you want not only, you know, people to stay and, you know, use your website, but especially if you're conducting e-commerce. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's a big make or break moment. Totally. And so kind of wrapping this up, I wanted to come with a piece of wisdom. After 20-some years in the space, um, unequivocally, a lot of clients do ask And if I could have my wish list of where they should spend their money and where that will yield time, um, one of the metaphors I've always used is getting healthy and weight loss. And there is no pills. There's a lot of tactics. There's a lot of tricks. There's a lot of devices. Um, There's all these different things you can buy into. And psychologically, they're going to make you feel like you're doing some different things. You can lose a lot of water, lose an inch around your waist in five days, but you're going to get some stuff back. Ultimately, long-term goal is going to be investing in SEO. Mm-hmm. overall as a total investment on your site and matching that with a number of different tactics against a bigger strategy so that you can gain more site speed, a better user experience, and that's going to be driven by metrics in your analytics that you're going to see on a regular on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Now, you could get really deep and cast a large net and get granular and all these different pillars, um, but ultimately it comes down to is a strategy and then refining that strategy and taking mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. the feedback is from your users, the interaction on the site, and applying changes and differences. And that is where I think you're going to win a long-term race. You're also going to learn a lot more about the business and your user habits and how those change on an ongoing basis, like from sunny to cold, day to night, holidays, things that are happening, reflections that are going on in the world, and where to put your money to get a better turnaround. Um, there is not going to be any small package solutions, in my opinion. They just mm-hmm. don't work. But yeah. continuously, yeah. people, they've got to walk. You have to walk in there. You have to step in in a friendly, familiar format. And that's historically we've been we've grown up to know mm-hmm. there's the 1995 package or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Those just never yield something really great. Yeah. There's always more that you can be doing with SEO. But I think taking the resources you have available and making the most of them is really what's going to you know, really benefit your website the most. You do. And um, don't think about that immediate payoff as being big, large amounts of conversions. Look at that immediate payoff being as I've trimmed a lot of fat off my site. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Google's Googlebot's crawling it a lot more. I'm getting a lot more relevancy. Um, Council's showing me so much more activity that's going on, and I'm getting inquiries. And mm-hmm. now we're modifying processes inside of our business to uh, embrace all that new uh, inquiry mm-hmm. and these new opportunities. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, if you made your website better, you're going to be rewarded for it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you.